And welcome to yet another Hey, I've Got an Idea show. That there is my brother Mason the Tattletale Williams. And that over there is my brother Luke the Narc Williams. We are inventors. We are. And right before your very ears, just here and now, we're going to make something in the, the sphere of imagination. I love spheres. Spheres like a dodgeball. Perhaps. Uh or or a baseball or a marble. Uh yeah, those are three types of spheres. Or your eyeballs. Uh yep. And if go ahead and rate those by edibility. <laughs> edibility, you yeah. say. Um I mean eyeballs didn't win is number one. Yeah, eyeballs eyeballs are actually food. Eyeballs, like if you serve me like sheep eyeballs. I would be like, huh, that's weird. This is probably going to be gross. Mm -hmm. But I would know to put it in my mouth and chew and swallow. If you served me a baseball, I would be like, ha, 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 what's this? Ha, ha, yeah, I'm going to eat it. Ah, And I mime like I'm eating it, and then Mm -hmm. I throw it over my shoulder. Yeah, but then, like, the baseball is, like, the next one that you could maybe chew because it's still, like, Yeah, next baseball, I think, would be the next one that you could pass through your digestive system and not die. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, well, actually, no. If we're talking about pass through digestive system yeah. and not die, marble is actually your best it's bet, even be more so than eyeball. You just swallow it whole. It's glass. It's going to go right out the other side. You're fine. Yeah, that marble is actually doing pretty good size-wise. I might, I, I would rather swallow a marble than eat an eyeball. I'm going I'm to say it. Yeah, I mean, especially if the eyeball is raw. Mm-hmm. Let me, and if it's a human eyeball, forget about it. Communicable diseases, there's prions in there. Yeah, let me just tell you something. Uh, yeah, this this has been a fun little side tangent, but that's not the thing that we do here. It's it's not. I don't know why you I, asked actually, me. Actually, I gotta say, it kind of is the thing that we do here. <laughs> it is. It is. But yes, no, no. This week, Luke, we are going to invent a playground game. Hmm. Playground game. You so know- think of your your hopscotches and your four squares. We're gonna make one of those. You know what? I gotta say. I think it would be nice to visit our old friend, who we haven't brought out in in a, in a little while now. Definition bot. Oh, definition bot. Yes, yes. You know, butter him up, get him out here. Because we're gonna want to know exactly what is and is not a schoolyard game. It's gonna help set the parameters uh, for how we can. It's it's very this. important that we have parameters. Yes. Yeah, because like, can you still play a schoolyard game in high school? That's a good question. Can you can you play it uh, indoors in a gymnasium? For uh, for new listeners who aren't aware of, hey, I've got an idea. Show Canon uh, definition bot is a robot that my brother Luke invented, and he runs on butter. He does. Uh, actually, uh, I I'm just uh, double checking a thing here. Can you actually just uh, top him up a little bit? I got I got some ghee. Uh, oh oh yeah, go ghee. Yeah. yeah, no, that'll that'll probably do the trick just fine. Just let me let me get in there in the little hatch there. Mm. There we go. Yeah, that's that's looking good. Mm. My man DB. Uh, you want to do the honors? I would love to. Could you define schoolyard game, please? Traditional children's games do not include commercial products such as board games, but do include games which require props such as hopscotch or marbles, but not toys. For example, a jump rope can be a children's game, but a doll is primarily a toy. Despite being transmitted primarily through word of mouth due to not being considered suitable for academic study or adult attention, traditional children's games have not only failed to disappear, but have also evolved over time into new versions. Traditional children's games are defined as those that are played informally with minimal equipment that children learn by example from other children, and that can be played without reference to written rules. These games are usually played by children between the ages of 7 and 12. Uh, Thank you, Definition Bot. That was very helpful. You can go away. Yes, thank you, thou good and faithful servant. So in answer to your question, no, you don't play playground games in high school because by then you're 13. I guess so. Okay, so, 
I got six main things here. Real quick, I want you to help me rate them in order of importance, like how imperative it is to it being a good schoolgirl game. Hit me. Hit me with the things. So, once again, those were uh, word of mouth, like passed on through word of mouth. Like Slenderman. Not really uh, worthy of adult attention. Minimal equipment. That equipment will be a prop, not a toy. No written rules. Uh, that's, again, that's the word of mouth thing. And then ages 7 and 12. You know what? I'm going to take that back because a lot of those are kind of redundant. They're wrapped up in each other. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I would say the most adults. important thing is the the age range, the 7 to 12. Because we want to make sure this is a game that is aimed at that age range if we are coming up with something that the rules are complex enough that they could only be understood by 10 and over, we have failed. Yes. Okay. Now, um, does this actually have to be on a schoolyard? Uh, well, I mean, you could play Tag or Duck, Duck, Goose or anything anywhere, like Saturday at the park or... Like at a church bullshit. Yeah. Like, uh, so like if, if basically, do you think that recess length sort of dictates how big an amount of time you actually get? Well, recess length and also child attention span, because like, let's face it, I would not want to be part of a game of duck, duck, goose that went on for an hour and a half. Yeah. You know, I think I've got a threshold around the same length of time. Like if someone was like, uh, let's just play one more round of Duck Duck Goose. Just just one more, and it was like the ninetieth time. I would be like, "Hey, how about I run in the other direction?" Because it, we get it, Jared. You're very fast. Yes, very fast, King of Duck Duck Goose. Also, why are you keeping score? Nobody ever keeps score. I don't care that you're at twenty seven points. That's way obnoxious. too seriously. Um, oh, the pro, the pro league for Duck Duck Goose. Did you see that there is a sort of pro league for? Oh, tag? of course there fucking is. Fuck me for not not for Duck Duck Goose for tag. I mean, pro tag. I'm not gonna lie, I would watch. Yeah, pro tag looks real fun. It's like these guys are athletes, and they've got a very specific like. They look like they're performing a sport. You know what I mean? Like they. Yeah. These these guys must know about how to prevent injury and the um, the adult equipment is really something because it's like it's similar to the size of stuff from when you were a kid, but it's scaled up to adult size, you know, so it looks more like staging. Wait, wait, hang on. What stuff? What equipment are you using to play tag? Just like. Like, this is, like, running shoes and, like, not necessarily well, yeah, soft. of course they're wearing shoes. <laughs> but this also, is... Also, you don't tag with your shoes. Maybe you don't. Uh, but, no, this is more, um, like I say, staging, right? Okay, so there'll be, like, little plat... It's, it's almost more like a skate park. Okay? So, but the ramps don't require, like, wheels to get up and down. It's just, like, right. the ramps are a little bit shorter... Of course, um, now you're making me think of, like, professional-grade uh, wheelchair tag, and I think that would be interesting. Yes, that would be interesting. Uh, hmm. Yeah, wheelchair basketball, you could have wheelchair tag. Yeah, and that uh, sled hockey, sledge hockey? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, okay, other parameters on this thing. Okay, we got the we got our age prop versus toy not necessarily something brand i'm I'm gonna say even if we do have a prop it's got to be something minimal and cheap and like this can't be a game where like oh you gotta get four two by fours and three basketballs and 12 jump ropes it's like no you get like maybe one prop and if it is a prop it's something that would probably be in a closet at the school and they're like, hey, can we have a jump rope to play with? And they would have one. Like, nothing that would require you to go to Home Depot. Mm-hmm. There is some equipment that is also just easy to come by. Like, poo sticks, for example, for some reason yeah, is in this sticks. list. You need a river for that, but then you just need 
sticks. Yeah, I would I would allow sticks. I would allow chalk. I would allow gravel if you want to like throw handfuls of gravel at each other. Yeah, sure. Uh, maybe uh, some grass, grass or like yep, dirt, dirt. Everyone loves dirt. Dirt. Uh, uh, maybe we can play a fun game. Here's here's my first pitch for a playground playground. Game. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, eat <laughs> eat this shit. <laughs> so you got like it's called eat the shit or eat this eat this poop. Um, uh, okay. Oh, it's got it's got to be poop, huh? Yeah, because it's it's you know for se- age seven and twelve they're not allowed to say shit. Okay. Right. Okay. So, so they gotta find a poop. No, it's not. It's not actually poop, poop though. Poop. It's not actually poop. That's just how they're oh. describing all of the different things that might be in this game. Okay. So okay. you got your grass. You got your dirt. You got your gravel. You got like an old candy wrapper, and then like you just gotta eat it. I, I guess it's like it's just like we did sort of the top of um of the eyeball. Thing, the, right, the ball, right. Which would you rather? Whatever, eat? Which would you rather eat? It's like between all those grass, obviously, right? I'm not gonna eat a okay, rock. Okay, well, now, now here's the, here's the thing. Does the game we're creating have to have a physical component? Because I mean, if we're just sitting around playing like fuck, Mary kill, I don't think that meets our qualification. Like I, my my thing I'm picturing is it would have to be a physical activity. Like, anyone can sit around and have a hypothetical scenario, like, oh, what superpower would you rather have? I don't think that's the type of game we're talking about. I'm thinking we need something where you are running around and possibly throwing things. Hmm. There's also the uh, one thing that is working in our favor is the fact that it's supposed to have no written rules, which serves us well for the audio medium, because if we can't pass this along by word of mouth, we are failing at designing a playground game. Yeah, yeah. No, if I have difficulty describing what you have to do and I got to draw you out a diagram, then we fucked up. Mm. And also to your point about the props and like whether or not the materials are required, obviously tag, no no things. It's just yeah. bodies touching each Red other. Red Rover, all you need is your, your human bodies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, ju- jumping. Jumping is a thing Jump. that you can do. Yeah, you can do that with your body too, right? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You ever, yeah, yeah. you ever play a good good round of jumping? Uh, I am a master at jumping. And I, I, I always win jumping. I I was gonna say I always win jumping. Uh, we we should probably have a jump off next time we see each other. We're gonna have to have a jump off. Yeah. yeah. You know I'm gonna smoke you at the jumping, right? Uh, I mean probably. We we can film it. Put that's some good good content. That that's our bonus content. That's our for bonus donors. content. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. Um. I had an idea. Okay. You remember how we designed... We designed a couple of things, a couple of different ways, okay? We have. We've done different kinds of approaches to how we want to design uh, our our inventions here on Hey, I've Got an Idea Show. Yeah. For energy drink, we did an all-out D&D alignment chart for, and designed nine energy drinks, right? We, we did. I propose... We did do that. I propose we do um sort of an uh an axis, right? And somewhere on this uh X and Y like line graph. And then we have to just determine what the variables are at the two ends of the X and Y. And then okay. I think we should design games that exist all over that. Okay. So, so what are our axes? There's only one that I want to contribute that I know for sure I want to put on there. All right. And that is harm. <laughs> okay, harm. The po- the possibility of falling down, skinning your knee, uh getting sand in your eye or slapping each other, falling off the top of the slide. You know if there's like a physical uh yeah, yeah component where you gotta harm each other like you Slapping. remember yeah harm uh do you remember uh there was like punching lines for something there's a when we when we were kids when we were, when we were kids, kids. <laughs> the the remember we did red butt because we weren't allowed to say ass so there was a whole other letter to the game but it was like a ball wall tag game it was really fun i liked it uh and i don't fully remember all of the rules how they worked 
But point being, should have written them down. That the reason why red butt, as we called it, uh, theoretically worked. Uh, you're supposed to like whip a ball at a butt until it was red. At the end, if you lost, like that was a punishment, like causing physical pain. Oh, also, uh, when we were kids, when we were, when we were kids. Do you remember uh, we did the finger slaps on the wrist for the for the pyramid dice? Remember that with the zacks? No. Okay, so basically, it was you play this game with four people, you have yeah. three friends together, and is is pretty much just a d4. So you got your pyramid. We made them; they were colors, but that's because we didn't know about other kinds of dice at that point in our lives. So you got your d4. Everybody's assigned a number. Right. Okay. Everybody rolls a d4 into the middle. And then you hold out your wrist. And then for the number of times that your number showed up, you get a two finger slap on the wrist. So like if you're number one and everybody rolls a one. Uh, it's kind of like it does it or does it stack or not Uno style. If it does stack, that's 16 slaps on the wrist. I guess you have to do your own. I don't know. Point is, game got banned because we were all just had big welts on our hands from wind up arm. That that was not at my grade level. I do. I have no memory of this game you're describing. I do remember Bloody Knuckles, but that was back in high school. So that's outside of our purview. Yeah, but you mean you knew the concept of Bloody Knuckles. Yeah. And then again, a pain component. Yeah. So so basically we're we're describing uh children hurting themselves. Yeah. I'm down. And uh like ideally we we do want the children to hurt themselves, but we don't want it to leave any sort of permanent scar or do any sort of permanent harm. We don't want anybody sure. dying or, or losing you, a limb. Maybe you don't. No, yeah. So I'm either. thinking we we need to teach these kids like responsible BDSM techniques whoa, here. Whoa, I don't know. Well, okay, I'm I, I'm I'm listening. Play play okay. that one out a little bit longer. Okay, so is Violet Wand a brand name? That, we're not what? Violet Wand. That's the electricity zappy thing. Yeah, no, that's okay. I think that that is too branded for our playground game, apart from it being like a... Oh, oh, branding! Should the children be branding each other? No, they should other? not be branding each... Like, listen, I'm down with kids experimenting with their pain tolerances to a certain extent. I think that that's yeah. a healthy thing, sort of, for kids to do. That, you were just saying you don't want to leave a scar, that is the opposite of what branding does. Granted. Or well, I mean, if you do well, right. I don't want it to leave a scar on the on the good kids, but they can like hold down the oh, non-popular the bad kid. kids. Then, then you get a really bad kid. He gets well. Really I mean, the bad kid boo-boo. that the other kids think is bad. Yeah, they 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 they, a, they can make that decision. Give them give them a little little branding. What is this? What are we doing? Let's okay. So pain is. Let's get away from this corner for a second. There's the pain. Okay. You're the this. one that brought us to this to this axis. This is uh, for you. One of the two main axes okay. is pain. So then the other side of pain would be what safe. Let's go safe. Okay, so we're down on the safe end of that axis, and then we've got another axis that is perpendicular. <laughs> right, and that I think that is fun or not fun. <laughs> Well, I mean, we want any game to be fun. You don't want to play a painful, not fun game? That's just... (laughs) That's just fighting. (laughs) That's just hitting each other. Okay, so maybe not... Okay, well, what's a safe and fun game? Okay, safe and fun. You know what's safe and fun? What's that? Drinking water. I mean, sure, but it's not time for that yet. I damn it. Good try. Good try. All right. Almost. Uh, okay. So we got about ten minutes to go still. Okay. Safe and fun. Hide and seek. Very few people get injured playing hide and seek. That is true. So, innovate. 
Hide. Innovate on the hiding and the seeking. Okay. Yeah. So so here's here's my pitch. Here's my pitch. I'm listening. We're gonna invert it. Right now, hide see, and seek. Seek and hide. Yeah, exactly. Seek and hide. So uh so right now, tip, typical hide and seek, most of the kids are hiding, one kid is seeking, right? Right. We flip it. We have one kid hiding, everyone else looking for that kid. That's also just if you have a missing child. Okay. But, but, okay, but no, getting away from that for a second. Um, I think that one way that hide-and-seek is played, at least, there's, there's a few variations, right? If the kids break away from where they're hiding, and they run back to that starting post and tag it before the seeker catches them, then they, like, score a point or whatever. Like or they're, they're, yeah. they're not the person to to seek next yes. because they have won. Yes. Um, but there's also the version where you just continue to hide until everyone has been found. And there is no home component, right? So if you did that version, then the, the, the everyone seeking and one person hiding is an inevitability for the end of the game. Uh, there is also uh, t- the, the version uh, I can, I'm thinking of now of Seek and Hide where it's sardines and one person yeah. is hiding. And then when when you find them, you don't tag them and they're out. You just hide with them mm. until finally everyone is hiding in the same location. And the last person to find them is the fucker. Yeah. Sardines also good. For the most part. I mean, yeah, they're, they're pretty tasty. Yeah, they're pretty tasty. Okay. Do we have anything yet? Okay. Any new innovations uh, so how, here? How about, how about, instead of hiding yourself, you hide a thing, okay? So, like, everybody, what you do is everybody writes down their name on a piece of paper, okay? Okay. So, we, did, we do need some props, but we're not branded so far. So, everybody just writes their name on a piece of paper. Okay. And then you pass it one to the left. Yep. And everybody goes and hides the piece of paper. So everybody, you've got one thing that is yours that you have to go hide it. Okay? Okay. Okay. And then once your thing is hidden, you all come back to the center and you're like, okay, everybody, your your stuff is hidden. All right. And go. And then everybody runs around looking for their piece of paper, right? But here's the twist, right? Okay. If you find your piece of paper, yay, hooray, you win, you're the best. Right. But if you find another person's piece of paper, you yell out their name, and they they got fucked because they can't find their thing now. So now they have to help you look for your thing so you can win. I'm I'm liking some of the structure of this. I like the idea of Oh, I found yours, so now something else changes. I just think, like, okay, you yell out... Like, this is also a very particular kind of setting for this, right? Because if you just got a big open field, there's nowhere to yeah, hide. Yeah, no, you would, need, you would need a place where there is hiding places. Admittedly, hide-and-go-seek, not so great if your playground consists of an asphalt rectangle and one set of slides. Right. Like, also, if you were, say, doing this in someone's house, albeit not a playground... Um, and you yell for a person's name, and they're like, you know, downstairs and can't hear you. They might not hear you. Yeah. yeah. So or also, if you're in someone's house and you're playing some sort of hide and seek based game, and then a tour group comes through and you have to go hide in a wardrobe. Right. And then you're not going to be back for a while. So it's going to take a bit. Yeah. Yeah. So. And you know what? Let's get that. Uh, let's get that water. Okay, water. Hello, dear listeners, and thank you for listening to this episode, season three, episode thirteen, playground game. This is a quick break to tell you a few things you might not already know, as well as to update you on the individual creative endeavors of Mason and myself. Mason is Tailstake at Tailstake on Twitter. He does the webcomic Forward at ForwardComic.com. He also does the art for Roll to Save at RollToSaveComic.com. He also has a bunch of other stuff, board games, 
novels like of little books and uh, other really cool stuff over at patreon.com slash tailstake. Check it out. I am less ashamed on Twitter. Got a YouTube series called Careful Consideration uh, that I really want to get back to as soon as I can. Uh, I'm also working on some other podcasts and stuff. Uh, if you have any other suggestions for things that we should invent, please hit us up at H-I-G-A-I show on Twitter. Uh, shoot us a tweet there about what you'd like to see us invent, and we can do that. Uh, this is also potentially where we can uh, do podcast ad swap or something like that in this uh, this little water cooler segment. Uh, so, you know, get in touch if you want to do something like that. Lastly, my album, What's Your Whistle by Headless Sam. Okay, so it is obviously the last day of May. My projection was not accurate. Every time I keep coming back to working on the album, which I had less time to work on this month than I expected, or or the month before it, to be honest, uh, I, I, I whittle away another 1%, and I got a more accurate idea of what I've actually got left to do, and I've got still like 19% left. So I'm so close, but also still so far, so I'm gonna tentatively say June. It is almost certainly June, but sorry for the lie... Uh, it is going to be good, but I want to polish it the right way, and uh, that will be coming out soon. I'm going to skip the preview because I, I don't want to bother editing in the new month. Uh, you, you probably already heard it. I, I want to give you like the coming coming this week or something a little bit later. So that said, so excited to share that, but for now, let's just get back to our invention of Playground Game. Here we go. All right, so I want to come back around to the idea of the pieces of paper... And I don't know if I want the kids to hide them in locations because, you know, different locations might not be suitable for this. And also, you know, inevitably you forget where one is and then you're just littering. Right. I'm not super concerned if it's like a scrap of a piece of paper. Yeah, but but, I mean, if you do it enough, it's going to get annoying. So here's here's my pitch. Here's my pitch. Okay, so. Each kid has a slip of paper with one of the other kids' names on it. Mm-hmm. And then when you go up to another kid, then you trade which piece of paper you have. So I've got Johnny, mm-hmm. and I don't I don't go to Johnny, but I go to Emily, and I swap p- pieces of paper with her mm-hmm. for some game mechanic. And then I've got a different thing. And you're just trying to swap around until you get your own shit. So maybe we incorporate like a hide or a tag sort of element where you're trying to chase down each other. And if I tag you, then we have to swap pieces of paper and you're just trying to get your own thing and you think you know who has it, but you're not sure. So you're just running around trying to tag people. And every time you tag someone, you're like, ha, I'm going to get my name. Oh, no, I've got this other person, but I'm not going to say who it is out loud. Okay, keep running. And you try and tag the person to get your to get your own name you know that kind of almost sounds like a, a werewolf kind of game you know like uh i know it's not because it's not like about a hidden role mm-hmm. but the concept of like who who is it who has it hmm i i just i don't know if this is interesting enough yet it's it's sort of like it's sort of still just tag but with, wait, when did it become tag? Well, when I didn't seek. want them leaving pieces of paper hidden in places, I figure they have to still be holding on to them. Hmm. Um. Okay. Let's let's try something else. Um. Something with a tennis ball, like just a tennis ball. A tennis ball. You. Okay. You 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 make a circle. You take okay. the tennis ball. Yeah. You put it in the middle of the circle. Okay. And then all the kids... Uh, Focus their telekinetic powers and try and push the tennis ball away from themselves. And whoever gets hit by the tennis ball loses. They go to the ring of the circle. Okay. Okay. They stick an arm in. Okay. Like they're all going to reach for the tennis ball. Okay. okay. I really don't have anything. <laughs> okay okay so they're all sitting in a circle tennis ball is in the middle and they're bouncing the tennis ball back and forth between each other okay so now it's bouncing so they're not in a field anymore now they're on like on they're asphalt. on yeah no i'm assuming we're on a tennis court or okay. or 
you know, asphalt or something where a tennis ball will bounce. Uh, and so they're all sitting around in a circle uh, and they're bouncing the tennis ball at yes. each other. And the yes. thing is, what you want to do is you want to get the tennis ball to bounce out of the circle, but you can't just whip it as hard as you can. You need to get it to go... Uh, you need to have it pass through something. Like, oh, I got it, I got it. Okay, okay, picture this, picture this. Okay. Everybody, you're sitting in a circle, and your right arm is over on the next person's left shoulder, right? Okay. Okay, so picture it, it's just sort of like a circle, and you've got the space underneath everybody's arms, right? Ah, And you okay. can, you're only using your left hand because your right arm arm has to stay where it is right you have to use your left hand and you're trying to whip it under someone else's arm yes. and if it goes under their arm then they're out and the circle shrinks i i mean there's gonna be a point with the with the shrinking of the circle where it won't work anymore like you can't do that with two people we're just yeah, yeah. no minimum minimum four kids i think or yeah. minimum six maybe even yeah I'm liking the, uh, you know, I, I want to just put another spin on it, too. Uh, okay. Get it spinning, like, on a ball. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, balls do spin. They do. Uh, what if you had, like, a dodgeball in the middle? Okay. Okay. And if you manage to bounce, um, if you manage to bounce a tennis ball out, maybe that's one point. But you bounce the dodgeball out by sheer like accuracy and like strength there's like three points or something does that does that work so like you're not touching the dodgeball directly you can only hit the dodgeball with the tennis ball yeah i love ball on ball ball on ball is always good it's very good it's very good i love bouncing a ball against another ball okay problem how can there possibly be a problem with that go on okay this assumes level playing field but a lot of cement playgrounds where kids are playing not perfectly level i see i see what your point um so you you have to in order to play it properly you got to find a spot that's more level yeah yeah yeah. and i admittedly there are level places or else kids would also never be able to play marbles so yeah Okay, here's another thought. Here's just another part of the medium that I don't understand why we haven't, like, worked with yet. Okay. Okay. Sidewalk chalk. Love sidewalk chalk. Love it. So you make yourself a target. Yep. Throw a ball. Uh Uh-huh. Try and get it to land on the target. I don't know. I guess that's just curling, but without it being on the ice and a big stone, it's just a ball. And then it wouldn't stay in its final spot. It would roll away. Okay, okay. Uh, how about this? Sidewalk chalk. Okay. All right. And we want to get like a floor is lava kind of vibe going. Okay. So what you do is you write down a bunch of letters of the alphabet, right? Like A, B, C, D, E, F, and big letters. And you do it, you know, the alphabet multiple times, just random letters all over the place. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. wait. What comes next after F? G. Okay, good. Okay. okay. Go on. Okay. So what you do is you you write out all these letters. You got multiple copies of all the letters, so there's like a hundred letters, and they're all, all over the all over the parking lot. Okay. Mm-hmm. I gotcha. And you start out standing on a letter, and everybody's gotta be standing on a different letter. Like you you're standing on L, I'm standing on M. And we're like apart from each other. Sure. And Well, we should probably pick some different letters then. Well, I mean, that's they're not necessarily in alphabetical order. Is the thing. Oh, right, right, right. Okay, okay. But yeah, no, they're just scattered all over the place, different letters, okay? Okay. And what what we do is we all just go around and everybody takes turns yelling out a letter and that letter is now like lava. You can't be standing on that. So if I yell out L, all of a sudden, oh, ow, you can't be standing on L anymore. You got to hop to another letter, okay? Okay. And I'm strategic about it because whoever is yelling out the letter 
they also have the ability to tag. And if you get within tagging reach of me because you hopped, then I can tag you and you're fucked. Huh. I I like the idea. There's one sort of hiccup with it in my mind. Yeah. Were you thinking of doing like all 26 letters? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so say say we got all 26 letters out there and a couple of them um a couple like re- they repeat a couple times yeah there's there's duplicates yeah so you say t is lava right yeah and everybody who's standing on a t they gotta go oh, oh and they gotta hop to whatever letter is closest yeah then someone says b uh and okay. so b is gone pretty soon when you're like six seven eight letters deep you're not gonna remember which ones were lava no i'm not saying they stay lava like okay. you, can, you can go back to them when they're no longer lava. This is more of a twister sort of situation. That like Ooh, maybe, maybe maybe you gotta have two feet down, right? So you gotta be straddling on you gotta There we go. Now we're talking. On two different letters, right? So I got one foot on B and another foot on M. And if you say M turns to lava, oh I gotta I gotta move my one foot, but my B foot has to stay planted. Okay. I think that what I'm picturing now instead. It's like a similar version of that is you need to be able to get like a good multi-letter stretch going, right? Mm. Um, so what I'm picturing is um, these letters, like how big were you picturing these letters? I'm picturing these letters being about the size of my hand. And okay, yeah. So that's one of the big differences between what you were thinking and what I was thinking. I was picturing them as being like, uh, you know, like a... a a tile like a you know like a 12 inch to 15 inch tile okay. so like they're they're they would be too far apart to effectively do that with a two i mean admittedly leg. the problem that i have with a hand size letter is once you step on it you can't see the letter under your own foot anymore yeah i guess what it actually would be is like letter circle yeah. you know what i mean like it's not the letter inside the circle letter just next to or even possibly slightly overlapping with circle. Okay. Um here's a thought. Maybe instead of yelling out uh you know the the letter, because that's only like one in twenty six, you yell out a word, and if the letter is in the word, then it's lava. Holy so, shit. That now again, we're talking like, about something. I, I've got I've got my feet on M and B so if you say mud, I have to move my M foot. But if you say bomb, I have to move both feet. Hmm. This is interesting now because now the like wordplay component makes it uh, more oh, oh, like... Oh, I've got it. I've got it. Here, here's the key. Here's, here's what gets kids interested. Mm-hmm. The word you say, just to keep things simple and to keep kid from saying like sesquipedalian, is... Whatever word you say is got to be a four-letter word. Hmm. So you can't. You think four? Like I, w- I was thinking maybe it's like three to eight or something. No, no, no. The game is four-letter words, right? So you're you're saying four-letter words, and also whatever word you say, you can't say that that same word again in the game. So if I already said bomb, I can't say bomb again. So I like the idea of it being. The motivation being uh, a tag, like it being tagged from somebody trying to like trap the other person or something like that. Yeah, like if you can't move. Oh, oh, here's the thing is if you're at the edge of the playing space and I see your feet are on like M and U and the only letters within jumping distance are D and B. If I say dumb, you've got nowhere to go. So are are you picturing that like it's a full leg stride leg stretch length or do you literally have to go like to what's adjacent to you? Uh I well I mean it it makes for more strategy if you have to go to the thing that's adjacent because otherwise it's just like the tall kid has an advantage, right? Right. I'm I'm th- wondering if maybe it makes sense to have a limitation of like you can go two away but not further than that. You know, like and also, I, here's here's the thing, is if 
you have to move both feet, you have to move them at the same time, right? So if uh. your feet are both down, you have to jump to safe letters with both feet at the same time. You can't just be like, well, I'll stroll over to here, put this foot on that, this foot on that. No, we're talking one motion. I see, I see. Okay, I think I've got one more component of this that makes it even more, like, admittedly, not necessarily a very universal children's uh, playground game, but I just want to see this through now. Okay. What if, instead of it being... Uh, a contest of tag because then you, like the part of my difficulty with that is the person having the vantage point to see what letters are you know on right. the other side it's kind of difficult to see everything okay so i'm almost picturing like as close to an overhead view as you can potentially get so say per chance there's like a porch or a balcony or or some component that's just a little bit further high up. You can see maybe like one story down or something. Sure. Um, and then it becomes a competitive game where it's minimum four people, two collars and two playing pieces, essentially. Okay. Right? And now what if the structure wasn't trying to get one to tag the other? What if it was more like a Chinese checkers kind of goal? So it's like one trying to get to the other side, or, or even just a regular checkers goal. You're trying to get to the other side. Okay, okay. Now, my, my thing is, is the whole thing is uh, the, the, the uh, word you're standing on becomes lava, right? So if you're, if you're on a B and I say but, you got to move. That, that's the other reason why I wanted it to be four-letter words. There's a lot of rude four-letter words. Ah, that is some fun. that the kid can get away with, some they can't, right? I had to say, but Mrs. Finkel, you don't understand. I wanted, I was, I was playing a really serious game of whatever the fuck this is, letter lava. Oh, I think yeah, it's and, and lava. like the kid is trying to say, but I had to say shit, and the the teacher's like, you could have just said this, and then it's a teachable moment. Yeah, learn about anagrams, which is a very useful skill. Uh huh. So. Uh, you're sorry. What was your your thing you just said? Okay, so so my problem is is uh, I don't want to make it. Oh, the the player wants to get somewhere because then, like, if I never call the the letters that are under you, do you just stay in place forever? I want to have it where the challenge is like I'm trying to get you to fuck up and fall down or something. So, like I was saying, like, you want to try and manipulate somebody so they have no chance but to get to the edge of the playing space, and then if I can think of a word where you're standing where I know you can't jump to a safe space, or, like, I only say one, you know, uh, foot and you have to, like, stretch out and do the splits to try and get to another safe letter, like... I'm trying to manipulate you so that you fuck up, and if you fall down or put your hands on the ground first... Or, like, if you don't think of what the the spelling of the word is, and, like, oops, no, I, I said that that word has a silent E, and you're still standing on the E, fuck you, you lose. Mm-hmm. I'm... I don't know what to do with this now. Because I'm, I'm pretty excited for the medium we're working in. Yeah. And yet... I feel like there ought to be a ball or a coin or... Well, I mean, similar to Hopscotch, you can just, like, toss down a coin. Oh, oh, and... now, wait, now we're talking. And they gotta get to it and pick it up, yeah. Yeah, multiplying multiplying this by Hopscotch. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, there's a lot of versatility here. You can play a couple of different kinds of this game, right? If you, if you lay it yeah. out, night, right. So... Part of what's difficult in my brain on this one is if you're thinking Twister, you it, they call out the one that you want to put your hand or foot down on. Yeah. But we're talking about Floor's Lava, so it's inverted. Yeah, you got to get off whatever they just said. Right. So I understand that you want to use two of the letters that you intend to jump to. 
But then that's just all the rest of the ones. Why not the other way around? Why not, like, I'm going to say the word I'm jumping to? Well, now, if you say the word you're jumping to, well, maybe maybe you could have it either way. You could either say you have to jump to this word or, or you can jump to this word or that that word is lava. So you can either give yourself something that you want to jump to or you can give them something that they have to jump away from. And you like you just specify uh, good word this or bad word bomb, and then like so good word this means that you can jump to if you want to a T an H an I or an S. Or right. if I say bad word bomb and you're on a B O M or B, you gotta move your feet. And again, it's got to be one fluid motion. So if you got both feet down on an O and an M, you have to jump both feet in one motion to letters that are not B, O, M, and B. Yeah. I think, I think that what we're talking about at this point is functionally... Like, you know when you go to playground and they've got some permanent stuff on the on the ground like they yeah honestly it would be kind of tedious to have to draw out the alphabet multiple times on the ground yeah right so i'm pretty much thinking that what we're talking about is a large person small person mind you sized uh game board that you can be like hopping around on or whatever yeah and there's plenty of uh playgrounds that'll have like permanent hopscotch or permanent four square right but then, more specifically, I think what we're talking about is that this is now a game medium by which you could invent many kinds of games. Like, I'm picturing this as being, like, Bomberman where you're, like, picking out the variables. Or, like, or like a Mario Party game where... Okay, video. I guess video games are escaping me for. Well, I mean that is that here. is the nature of the playground game, be, precisely because they don't have written rules, right? Like you were just saying, red butt versus red ass, and that actually changes gameplay. Like as yeah. things move from playground to playground, there's going to be regional variants. Yeah, it's kind of kind of like how that uh, that card game Mao. Like I can't even really talk about it. Yeah, <laughs> and it's. It's not just word of mouth. It's like you literally can't play the same game twice. Yeah. I yeah. wonder if you can look it up, though. I'm Possibly. sure somebody is trying to track how that works theoretically. Anyway, it's interesting if you want to look it up. Um, okay, you know what? I think I think this is like pretty close to me being happy with what this is. All right, four-letter words. Yeah, I, I want to call it lava letters. Lawful letters? Lava letters. Lava letters, yes. Lava letters works. Because I feel like that is very simple, kind of rolls off the tongue when you don't make it sound it's like lawful letters. It's yeah. um, But more specifically, I think you paint this on the ground, kids are going to start coming up with their own ways to play, and you're good. Right? Yeah, absolutely. They're going to be like if, if I'm letters. If I'm fucking seven and i come to a new school playground and i see oh here's this patch of asphalt and it's got all these letters all over the place they're scattered all over the place randomly each letter is just slightly larger than my kid foot so if i put my foot down on the m it's obvious that i'm standing on the m but also you can still see around my foot that it's an m like i am gonna have a game i'm gonna have gameplay mechanics drawn up for that before the end of the 30 minute recess Uh uh-huh i think this is it lava letters so verdict is just is like i don't know i gotta come up with verdict that actually we're you know what we got we got a minute still um let's let's quickly think of a Fun, safe version, a fun, painful version. No, I'm, I'm joking. Uh, no, okay, okay. Lava letters, here's the thing. Uh, how complex do you want to get it? Like, do you just want to have it where you're calling out four-letter words and trying to get the other person to fall over? Or do you want to incorporate tagging? Do you want to incorporate yeah. pushing and pulling? Do you want to incorporate, you know, throwing down a coin and trying to get to the coin? Like, how complex would you play this? Do you want to play the simple version? Do you want to play the complex version? 
I, I I'm thinking I'm gonna do like another four tier of Twitter response in the in our verdict for this week. Oh, It'll okay. be like difficulty setting, easy, medium, hard, or very hard, or something like okay, that. Okay, okay. Well, here's here's my thing. You know, you were talking about professional grade tag. Would you watch professional grade lava letters? And like professional grade lava letters, the letters are like four feet apart. So everyone's sort of standing in a weird squat pose, and you got like special oh, shoes for it. I think that's it. I think it's lava letters, and I think if you wanna, if you wanna, if you wanna do the thing, you wanna. Do you wanna play, play lava letters? I would play lava letters. I would definitely play. I would fucking play lava letters right now. You kidding me? It's it's yeah. like drawing back the curtain here. It's almost midnight, but yeah. I would I would go outside and play Lava Letters with a flashlight with you right now. I would give it a go. Actually, I wouldn't I would have to put some clothes on if I was going to go out with a flashlight in the cold to jump around in some playground. This is, you know what? That's it's sounding a little bit worse the more I describe it, but point is it could be fun. Okay. Uh so that's this week. What are we going to do next week? All right. Well, I was going to, like, make up a fake name for this, but fuck it. It's my suggestion. It's been a while since I've just provided a suggestion. So you, this is something. You know what? I'm okay with that. Let's, let's. Uh, I'm let's, taking the uh, reins. This let's is, take this our is reins my back. fucking podcast. I'm going to suggest the thing. Yeah, you're half this thing. Yeah. Do it. Go for it. I'm, I'm like a quarter of this in terms of amount of work. <laughs> that's, that's okay. Okay. Go on. What's your uh, suggestion? So I'm gonna say next week, Luke, oh brother of mine. Yep. We gotta make an escape room. Oh shit, escape room. Yeah, no, so so anybody who is going to be in the escape room that we will invent, don't listen to that episode because you'll get all the hints and all the all the, the oh, mechanisms. Shoot. Okay. Well look forward to that. An escape room for next week. And until next week. This has been, and will again be, some needlessly creative conversation. Yes, dear listeners, remember, thumbs up, monorail eggplant. And good night, everybody. Good night. (laughs) 